amount of high quality training that we give. And, you know, we're lucky to be standing on 40 years of past trainings and past experiences and being able to reference something like, you know, Corey McKinnon, I don't know when, wrote this painter system, painting system, uh, you know, 15 page on every little detail of, you know, when to use what millimeter of roller and, you know, how to clean your brushes properly and, you know, just every small little detail. So we know when we're walking into these, you know, paint trainings and window cleaning trainings, we're covering each, you know, little inch so thoroughly that, um, you know, we know how to do the best cut lines and the longest cut lines and, you know, paint really efficiently and well. So when we're, when they're coming to these training, they're really getting, um, you know, they're really getting a lot out of it every time. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really, really excited about this special podcast. And uh, we are, uh, Luke, Ben, Devin Thompson, and myself are just basically going to walk through what happens in April and May at Student Works Management Program. And we're going to walk through sort of a, a structure that we have that really exists and that, that people don't really recognize, but a quarterly meeting structure that we have. And then we talk about how we're we, we train our coaches and then how we train our operators, you know, at paint and window cleaning trainings, and then how we prepare them to start their first jobs with what we call production prep meetings. And then how we actually have these incredible advanced uh, Google Drive systems to, to systemize our business. And then we talk about launches and how we get people started to run really super fantastic businesses. And then finally, we talk talk a little bit about, you know, just our, our w- w- one of our philosophies are work hard, play hard, have fun. We're just starting to get into the uh, events, more and more of the events of the summer that, that are just, just uh, an enormously uh, fun time. So again, why are we doing this? We're doing this to give you an inside look into student works. Why, why, why is the culture so amazing? Why are the results that we're getting so incredible? I know I'm just looking again, just the painting numbers are up. We, our trend right now is our average operator will do over $150,000. Again, May 30th, no guarantee that we're going to hit that trend, but that's what we're trending at. So, so incredible results, uh, just incredible, incredible team of people. And so if you want to join an incredible team, if you know people who are looking for um, just an incredible leadership opportunity and learning opportunity. Please send them my way. If you want to have any information or something to share about the show, see Thompson at studentworks.com. Have yourself a super fantastic day. Thanks so much. Luke and Devin, welcome back to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So excited to have you. We are going to dig into you know, what Student Works does and what we're thinking about in April and May of every year. Of course, every year, April and May is different, but, you know, we're going to talk really, I guess, specifically about this one. So, so Luke, why don't you dig in? And, and Luke, thank you very much for building our agenda for the day. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks, Chris. Great to be back here again with you guys. So, um, yeah, I guess the first, first thing I was going to talk about, you know, building this agenda, looking back at my calendar, you know, right at the start of April, we had a big quarterly meeting, kind of a office office meeting with our senior DM team, you know, yourself and Helen and the office staff. So I think the one thing I really love about this uh, type of meeting is, you know, that it's one of the kind of few meetings that, uh, you know, myself and Devin are involved in with the office and, you know, kind of how the the back end of the company is run, you know, with with the guys that are actually, you know, working with the operators, everything like that. So, you know, a lot to do with communication with our administrative staff and how they can kind of support uh, the DM team supporting their operators out in the field. So I guess just, you know, a whole bunch of uh, things that we discuss or kind of come up in there in terms of, you know, whatever, I guess, resources we're using as a company. One of the things that I wanted to talk about that I thought was great, uh, Pat kind of introduced this new 
uh, sort of like a CRM or like web page we're using called School, um, you know, School with a K that we use to kind of post messages to all of our operators, watch instructional videos, picture or uh, videos from past trainings and kind of recordings of uh, all the stuff that we went out there and, and taught our guys. That really just makes all of the the learning and teaching that we're doing kind of permanently accessible. So anything that you might have seen once, you can go back and watch a recording on it, or you know you feel like you wanted to reference something or show it to someone or you know learn more. Um, that becomes just even more available than it ever has been, all in one place. So I think that was something that was really awesome that kind of came out of uh, the quarterly meeting and then has been since implemented. And working really well. Yeah, I hear you. And, and and one of the great things about the functionality is it's really easy to search. So, you know, search, mm -hmm. search, search this, search this. And we're just getting started. So I know we're just going to build up more and more teaching tools. So by next year, it'll be like a full, full, full year of, of, of tools for our operators to use. So, Devin, anything else that you see around school or the quarterly meetings? Um, yeah, in, in regards to school, uh, I think it's a really great platform the one thing that comes to mind is one of my operators zach jennings who's you know been with the program for four years um we actually went and recorded him in the field and as for you know first time operator first time student entrepreneur you actually are able to watch four or five 30 to 60 minute videos on how he's actually training two new painters on the very first day two new workers you know his preparation behind the scenes you know, how he goes through the training module, how he's actually giving coaching and feedback, how he's asking questions and not telling people what to do, uh, which is amazing. So it's just a small glimpse of everything you could imagine, you know, uh, doing running a business, we really have an introductory glimpse into someone doing it or, you know, uh, best practices around it all on one platform to really prepare yourself for taking steps forward in your own business. And uh, that was a really great example. And the, the quarterly meetings, um, the, the one thing that jumps to me is just really looking back on the last three or four months and just seeing what exactly we can do better and what we've got feedback on for our training seminars, the one that are in person in January in Toronto, Montreal, our online seminars, you know, all the different ways that our office staff, our coaching staff supports all the student entrepreneurs in our program, really digging into what we can do better next year and planning 12 months out to how we're going to go and execute it. So although the quarterly meetings for, you know, the senior coaching staff is in April, we're actually not planning for the next month or two. It's, you know, 10 to 12 months ahead, ensuring that students coming into our 2023 year are even better, even more prepared, getting more resources, taking all that stuff from our, our current students and, and, you know, again, making major changes. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's one of those things where our, our operators, unless we mentioned it here, wouldn't really know that a quarterly mm -hmm. meeting exists. And it does. So does a weekly meeting among our, our team. So does an annual retreat. So all sorts of different structures. And, you, you know, and they, they noticed that it wasn't there because things just wouldn't work <laughs> as well. Because we're constantly, one of the things we're, we, we don't care about blame. We just care about what worked well, what didn't work as well. What could we do better? And constantly looking to put in new structures, new systems to support our operators, to support the business, to keep doing better. So wherever we are, great and not good enough. It's, it's never good enough. Uh, and we always want to do better. And, and that's really what the quarterly meeting exists for and, and, and a great example of school. So, so I guess another, uh, another feature, and why don't you uh, uh, start, Devin, is the DM production call, you know, so, 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 or the business coach production call. Yeah, so one one of the calls that we have, like a half day training for all the business coaches, uh, just like myself and Luke, we're getting you know retrained, facilitating areas that that obviously we've had some really great experience on the last couple of years, and making sure that every coach, uh, although they've ran a business for two, three, four years in their own city or town, they're coming into the coaching position and teaching the set system that we found and developed over the years to really provide amazing results for quality, for painter training, and for profitability for the students in our program. So that meeting is from what preparation needs to be done two to three weeks out at the start of April, 
the materials, the recruits that you need to have, the, you know, again, just overall structures, which we'll get into later on to email your clients weeks ahead to be prepared with your, you know, workers having the proper trainings done and having everything really just um, tied, tied up. So the call starts with planning the season, how you're going to actually go take someone's business and make sure they have a really strong start. And then what it actually looks like to go through all of their projects. You want to make sure any safety concerns, any project concerns that they've never done before, if they've painted or not, are addressed in that meeting, which we really prep throughout our coach, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, half day production call. Uh, and moving forward from that, after prepping our students for the summertime and what they're going to really be facing, we go and plan their first job. Uh, we plan, you know, what painters are going to come out for the first day or what workers are going to come out for the first day, depending on the service and plan the day where, you know, my, for, for myself, like I went out with my first rookie Sierra and Sarnia. Uh, so we started at 8 AM. We started her first project. We completed in the day, uh, you know, trained and, and, you know, we're on site continuing to work with her painters. They had already previously had training, but um, just setting up what the next couple of months are going to look for. So the meeting is just a refresher for the coaches and um, yeah, making sure we're all coaching in unison to make sure everyone's getting the same success or ability to be successful throughout the summertime. Yeah. Luke. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you covered a lot of it there, but um, yeah, it's really just, you know, setting up the coaches really well for those production meetings to go really well. So their job starts, you know, go smoothly. Um, And it's tough to remember all the stuff because we go into such detail in the production prep meetings that it's even nice, like after coaching for, you know, four or five years, to still be on this call and listen to Pat walk through just everything that we need to, um, you know, be conscious of or be looking for. And a lot of the time it is, you know, by doing these really deep dives into someone's business and, you know, finding the jobs that we might think are more difficult for them. And, you know, how can we support them on a harder project? You know, how can we make sure that every single job they're doing uh, is done safely and, you know, they have everything they need set in place and, you know, their, their profit margins are high enough and everything like that. So yeah, no, I think, I think Devin yeah. did cover most of it though. I think that's great. You know, one of the things uh, that's, that's a great concept is approaching everything newly. Like this is the first time we've ever done it. And one of the things in our business is we're really focused on, we really almost need to do that all the time because every year, you know, we're entering into May and it's completely new, you know, so it's, how do we do it? And reviewing what we we forgot because it's literally 12 months ago. And so the, one of the great things about our business is it's always appearing quite new because it's a, a new group. It's a new team. It's we're, we're implementing new systems and new processes. So to go and retrain ourselves doesn't, it never occurs as, oh, same old, same old. No, because mm-hmm. again, the, the, the last training we did was a year ago. And and we actually have to prepare ourselves because we forgot it, even though we know a lot of it at our at our level. But I, you know, so so and then and then um exterior paint trainings. Uh, Luke, why don't you dig into you know what we do j- during exterior paint trainings? Yeah, definitely. I think one thing we've gotten really good at, you know, aside from just like the exterior part, is just doing more paint trainings and having mm. um, our operators walk into their summer just so much more confident in being able to take on any sort of project. So. Um, you know, really big part of the exterior paint trainings in particular is, is stuff like ladder safety and working with ladders. So we make sure everyone knows how to set up a ladder, bring down a ladder, you know, move a ladder around, operate a frame ladder, a three-way ladder, you know, different levels of extension ladders. And then we actually get people up on a roof and have them set up a harness and, you know, know how to do that. So, um, you know, when it comes to a project that they may actually need to do that, on they have experience and they're not just watching a video they've actually physically you know been up there and done it for the first time so their level of confidence just increases a lot and then you know looking at exactly what we're doing at these trainings you know we're teaching them how to do everything in terms of prep work so how to scrape and sand any surfaces uh you know how to use a wire brush how to use a power sander uh pressure washing power washing and just making sure that they um you know are comfortable using all of these tools they're able to use them efficiently uh, and then they can take what we've taught them to go actually train their painters. So by the time they've came to four or five trainings, you know, maybe they've went out and shadowed a vet and went to their training and learned how they actually manage it with their painters. Um, you know, they can turn around and then, you know, with their workers, painters or window cleaners, go and be able to, you know, replicate what we did with them. Um, 
you know, so their guys are ready for their kind of first project starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say I know um, starting when I was uh, in my first year with my business, like never touching a paintbrush before, never, you know, cleaning window before doing these services, it seems so foreign. <laughs> and this is where we want to make it seem natural, you know, obviously to provide a really great value, you need to, uh, or great service, you need to know how to do this at, at an extremely high level. So taking the time, like Luke said, to have a bunch of days with your coach, with the other students on your team at a central location throughout the year, and then continue to get additional support from maybe a vet in the area, or just literally at home painting some rooms and working on, you know, parts of the pro or different types of projects that you haven't got as much of experience in. So the end of April, first week of May is really just the ramp up period of mastering those types of projects and getting really great. And, uh, you know, for most students, you know, we have a lot of people who are referred into the program and a lot who have never done the service. So it's to make sure that they have a level playing field and can get ahead really quickly. And um, I know we have Johnny Cameron, a coach in the program who, you know, was not picking up to the trade <laughs> extraordinary quickly back in his first day. And his coach made him just repaint his bedroom, you know, three times to, to really get the ball rolling. And then additionally did more training. So this is just where you and your coach are able to make sure that you are providing a great service and, and take the next steps forward, whatever that might be. Um, to ensure that you can give 10 out of 10 projects and, and feeling super, super confident with the trade. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, and it, and it's not like you're the painter or you're the window cleaner. And on the other hand, we need to be good enough so that we can be, and we can train that skill and we can share that skill. And as Devin pointed out, we can have confidence. So, so everyone in our program has confidence. They can provide the skills. And that's the whole point of the student works management program is these are all skill sets that that we can train quite reasonably. And as Devin pointed out, John needed extra work. You just put extra days of training in so that you can feel confident, competent, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, I was thinking when I said the amount of training we give, and it's not even necessarily about the amount of training, it's the amount of high quality training that we give. And, you know, we're lucky to be standing on 40 years of past trainings and past experiences and being able to reference something like, you know, Corey McKinnon, I don't know when, wrote this painter system, painting system, uh, you know, 15 page on every little detail of, you know, when to use what millimeter of roller and, you know, how to clean your brushes properly and, you know, just every small little detail. So we know when we're walking into these, you know, paint trainings and window cleaning trainings, we're covering each you know, a little inch so thoroughly that, um, you know, we know how to do the best cut lines and the longest cut lines and, you know, paint really efficiently and well. So when we're, when they're coming to these training, they're really getting, um, you know, they're really getting a lot out of it every time. Absolutely. And, and one thing to point to that, like, you know, you know, in the end we can make up that, that, oh, we train people really well, but in the end, you know, I was just looking at our team feedback store uh, scores so as of May 30th, 2022, our team feedback scores is 4.74 on the painting side. Okay, I'm sure the window cleaning side, good chance might be a little bit higher. You know, so, so that says 4.74 out of five. Wow, that says that's that's really working. That's really winning. Our clients are happy. Um, and uh, and that's, that's awesome. So, so Devin, why don't you start and take us through production prep meetings and, and what that looks like? Yeah, we, I kind of combined uh, the, the DM production call is really in preparation for these prep meetings. So I know, you know, with all the people on my team, we'd sit down for, you know, two and a half to four hours, depending on, on, on the person and really plan out everything from the materials they need, the systems that need to be in play, uh, whether it's around their scheduling email system, like templates, we use, uh, you know, a Google Drive system uh, as well. So making sure any anything like that in preparation for production is in play. And the reason for that is knowing that entropy and, and you know, resistance will sink in as you throw in more, uh, yeah, just more areas of the business into the summertime. In April, you have the opportunity before production, before training to build a strong structure. And this prep meeting is really that uh, in a nutshell of setting operators in the right direction, creating a game plan together. And, you know, following up consistently of 
how they're doing to get everything done in, in, in time for paint training and time for window cleaning training, whatever that might be. And, you know, for the training itself, I guess we'd go through all their projects uh, booked and, and, you know, anything that they are, they're tackling in the summertime, if they have any challenges, we'd go through safety concerns. Uh, we'd also do, um, you know, in-person visits for harder projects for rookie operators. So ensuring that if they're uncomfortable with any job sites that we can give that additional support before they actually start the season and checking it out, meeting the client, you know, seeing their organizational systems and, you know, how they organize their car or their room or their garage for the materials and making sure they just are starting off in a really strong footing using our experience to know what great systems look like uh, before actually starting the season. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what comes to mind at first. Luke, anything else to add there? Uh, I was just going to say, I guess the the master list is one thing that I really like that we have where, you know, we're really taking every job that we have and putting them in one place. And, it, you know, specifically when we think we're going to complete, when, when the operator, they, they build this list out, when they think they're going to do the project, how difficult the project is out of 10, level of client difficulty, have they received their colors for the project, what size and, you know, height of ladders or what type of prep work is involved you know, total, total price, amount of hours. So it makes it really easy for us to sit down in this meeting on a shared Google sheet and kind of, you know, share, share our screen or be sitting with an operator and just move things up or down. You know, I think these should be your first five jobs. And then you do these ones when you launch your second crew. And you know, this is an easier job to launch your second crew. And, you know, just using this master list as a guideline with, you know, building out how the summer is going to go, you know, based on what they have booked so far. So just something that kind of makes it a little bit easier for for both of us to just see all in one place kind of what they're working with uh kind of starting the year and then the next thing i was going to mention is the google drive system um so really just having you know access to see i know zach jenny she brought him up earlier started doing these uh video walk arounds um which i think you know made a really big difference or is still making a big difference this year um you know where you'd walk into a job site without your phone start taking a video after you book a project and say, you know, hey, this is the interior project we're doing, we have really high ceiling. So we're going to want to make sure, you know, we got our long extension poles for this one. And, you know, we're doing walls and ceiling and trim, but not this room. And just something so that the painters can see before they go to a project, literally exactly what they're doing. And, you know, it's this really thorough kind of walk around, which just allows them to be super well set up going into each day. And that's something that, you know, we, or it can, show your business coach and district manager, you know, exactly what they're working with on a job site. So we're able to see everything, you know, obviously with Google maps and stuff, we can kind of poke around on, on the exterior of people's homes, but on the interior, we can't see that. So, you know, I thought that was really awesome. And then, you know, just having these shared folders that are shared with the district manager shared with the, uh, you know, painters, window cleaners that they can see what they're doing before they actually do it. So I think that was a good part of our prep meetings. Yeah. Make things and, easier for the coach. Yeah. And, and so uh, a few things to add. I know one of the things that, that's really significant is sometimes we'll see these really large projects we book or really complex projects. And I know Luke had one with one of his operators just recently, and he saw this, identified it, bang, he's there the first day. So, mm-hmm. so the coach is there, make sure that it gets off to a really strong, s- successful way, because there's really a high delta but on a big job. Oh, this could go really great, high profit, Customer super fantastic, and you know everything's great. Or go sideways. Hey, leaders! I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. 
I know we've been using a lot of painting analogies today. For for window cleanings, the average job size is smaller. So so it's about handling just this enormous mass of clients. How do we manage? How do we how do we process in a systematic way to book, keep jobs, jobs uh, when, when we're doing multiple jobs on the same, same day? How to put them all together and organize them together? How do we send email so that 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 clients can respond, you know, quickly and easily to book our crews in? So so there's just there's all sorts of detail. And uh, we're, we're sort of going through it in a conceptual way so people can understand, but very, very thorough so that we have a plan, so that uh, lots of confidence and, and a really high degree of certainty of the, the work that we'll do. And by the way, I just wanted to let everyone know that as of May 30th, the window cleaning success rate is 4.66. So there's a slight, uh, slight, slight advantage right now, 4.74 to 4.66, but both really, really excellent uh, client satisfaction scores. Uh, you know, when, again, you know, most clients, if they're unhappy, will give you a one or a zero. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, we've, you know, really got to get a lot of fives to get that many uh, great, great ratings. Yeah. And the, the one thing that I would say too, just for the Google Drive system, which is, you know, what we just continue to add every year is just the idea of like leverage and scaling. The systems uh, like these are, are not just to clarify quality standards with a client when you book it in February and produce it in July. That's that's definitely one of the benefits of having people prepared, having the clients get what they actually wanted, where there's no, you know, any there's nothing lost in translation over a course of a month or three months or four months as we're working super hard in the winter. Uh, and really this comes to suit where this just helps our operators live, uh, you know, and push a big business and and you know enjoy their business, whether it's just you know, some stays, you know, more stagnant and maybe it's not the biggest business in the company, but it gives you the freedom to do what you want to do in July and August, you know, the end of June where your painters are trained and your workers are trained and they just actually know what's going on from using this Google drive. They have all the materials they need throughout all these systems to show up at the job site, hear your voice in a video describing everything the day it was booked and the entire game plan of how they should tackle it, all the materials they need. And, you know, the, the, you know, again, agreement with the client signed off on the day up. So this is just, yeah, to me, just scaling. Um, so you can continue to learn more and more of just managing people and, and tossing more, you know, workers under your belt for more, more experience. Fantastic. And, and, and again, um, you could just hear all the, all the time and energy you put this in, but with these structures, it gives you so much freedom, as, as Devin mentioned, you know, more structure, more systemization, more freedom. And your team is happier because they can do things not needing to always call Luke or Devin or Chris to decide mm -hmm. what, what to do next. Oh, it's very clear. There's a written plan. There's a video walkthrough. So just such, you know, again, we're really using all these technologies to make it easier for all, you know, again, all of our operators, all of our workers right across our business. So, uh, so yeah, I think we've done a pretty good job just talking, you know, just just conceptually setting up production using the Google uh, Drive systems. Um, you know, uh, Devin, do you want to talk talk through the rookie launches and how do we get our our team members started? Yeah, so for for launches, it's it's uh, comes back to our I guess one um, principle of just show don't tell. So we're going on site to just really give the best model of a great job. Like we are going to run the job from start of day, 7.30, 8 a.m. with their workers. You know, we're going to step on site, do the client walk around, you know, ensure we have the right materials, ensure that all the project is being done, you know, the most efficient manner and the you know, cleanest manner possible, uh, you know, communicating with our clients and just giving the operator the, the heads up and the view of just what it's like to give great communication and to, to deliver a 10 out of 10 project. So on that day, we're kind of, you know, again, like we said, for estimates on, in, in the winter time, I'm driving my rookie operator's shotgun with me for the day, uh, supporting his workers or her workers as well. Um, and, and I'm the one just, you know, again, showing them all the steps that's necessary to produce great works so that they feel confident in seeing that, being able to do that um, for themselves moving forward. So, um, you know, I really like taking the approach of just stepping on site and letting the painters know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, uh, you know, Luke's business coach. And today I'm really here just to provide you the most amount of value at the same time. So any tips I can give you around practicing the trade at a higher level, any tips I can give you around just running a really safe work environment or, you know, problem solving. That's what I'm here to do today. Uh, and again, going to be a resource for the rest of the summer. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say one thing I started just doing this year that I was really liking is I would actually jump on just a quick call, uh, just a Zoom call with the operator and their painters. You have to, because exactly like Devin said, you know, you have to explain the context of your role because, you know, they might not know that much about you, what you do or, you know, who you are. So I found it really awesome. Number one is a way to introduce myself but and my role, but also just to get to know the painters a little bit better. So, you know, when it's day one, we're walking on the driveway, we're not shaking hands saying, Hey, I'm Luke, how you doing? You know, the client's walking out of their door and we're, you know, introducing ourselves, you know, they kind of know what, whatever exactly what the game plan is for the day, you know, what the project is, who the client is. Um, I give a, a little end of end of call speech just on like quality and, you know, how my role is to help them be the highest quality painters possible and, you know, get those 10 out of 10s on every project. And, you know, really how quality and talk about care and effort and how caring um, about our clients and caring about doing a really great job is going to um, you know, result in more 10 out of 10 satisfaction ratings from our clients, result in higher tips from our clients uh, at the end of the job and more referrals, which leads to, you know, obviously more money at the end of the day for these painters. And then just, you know, looking out for their crew member and looking for each other's touch-ups and you know, really just that we are a team and, you know, we want to work as a team to do a really great job, you know, for all of these people that are paying us money to come to their place and, you know, do a service. So when you walk up the driveway the first day, you all have the same goal in mind. And, you know, I, I found that to be just an awesome introduction. So they are a little bit more open to the coaching because I let them know, you know, I will hold your hand and show you how to do, do the best cut line. Like I will make sure you know, you know how to open a paint can perfectly. Like it's, it really does come down to a little stuff and, you know, poking holes in the can and really well uh, set up kind of drop sheet area because, you know, it is like a show not tell situation. Like Devin was saying, like we are dressed up as painters, you know, we're helping them paint. We're making sure that they just have it. They have it all. Right. So that's kind of our role on the first day. The operator knows how to do, you know, their job really well. The painters know exactly what they're doing. You know, the client's super happy. Um, and the first days do, they do all this go great. So, yeah. You know, uh, you know, first of all, on the window cleaning side, it's exactly the same way our window cleaning coaches take take the teams through uh, the different types of jobs that they're doing. They'll be typically doing two or three jobs. And one of the things we always love to always focus on is slow is fast. Okay. We didn't used to do this. I know. 15 years ago. I, I know when we changed, but at a certain point we changed. We said, no, you know, like, you know, start, make sure the whole picture, the whole jobs from start to finish, happy clients or, you know, wow, this is great. And because one good crew can produce $80,000 to $100,000, sorry, an excellent crew could produce that type of amount of work. So it's like one really, really well run crew can make 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 an operator tremendously profitable business so it's like okay and then once we get there then we talk about the second crew then we talk about the third crew then we talk about the fourth crew and how do we continue to scale the business but you know it just doesn't work unless we're again getting those high reviews as obviously we're getting and, and ensuring that 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 again the workers are, are are earning good money and that they're getting tips and that they're feeling satisfied and and then we have you know ongoing reviews with ma making sure that they're happy and and ongoing coaching meetings we're coaching our coaches sorry our operators to have coaching meetings with their teams and safety meetings with their teams so that so that again they're happy they're satisfied and there's there's a something to build from as we go through throughout May into the summer yeah I think that's the experience that we're able to piggyback onto. Uh, like looking back in my first summer, I think I had my first crew 
started. My second crew was started after three days. Yeah. Uh, and I was straight into it, which I'm sure the rest of my team would, uh, would laugh at me right now hearing that uh, now preaching that they need, you know, all, all these green lights and all these signs before building their structure. That was not a conversation we, we had a couple, couple years ago. Get them out there. Sprint, yeah. sprint well, hold on, hold on. Eight, eight years ago. Top, yeah. Eight years ago, Devin, you can hear a while. As long as, long as they yeah. can hold a paintbrush, uh, you know, you're good to go. So yeah. I think just the, it, it has shown in our scalability for all of our operators yeah. and, and, you know, what revenue they can produce, what employees, um, you know, quality standards are, our reviews, you know, I have my team has like, you know, I think just under 35, 40 reviews early, early in May, because we haven't had a lot of checks come in, reviews be sent out. And I have 4.97 uh, rating, which is the highest I've ever had for my team, which is incredible. And it's just the conversations we have on our team calls weekly is just surrounding painter happiness, you know, employee happiness, uh, client satisfaction. And, you know, just, you know, making sure we are the most professional company out there although we're students and then, you know, keeping that part of the conversation has been, uh, yeah, really, really great this year. It's awesome. You know, the one, the one thing that I wanted to do, um, cause that really, that really sets us up through April and May, but the thing that I wanted to do, that's kind of behind all of, all of what we do. And one of the things that we really have a, a philosophy around is how we hold our operators accountable. So Luke, maybe, maybe you could sort of walk, walk mm-hmm. our, our leaders, you know, because one of the problems about accountability is, is most people, when you hold them accountable, they think they're bad, they think they've done something wrong. And so as a result, that there can be a real problem about that, you know, with happiness and, oh, gee, I don't want to talk to my coach. I don't want to tell what they did. So how, how, how do you handle that? How do you work around that? Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. I think the, you know, the first thing about accountability and, you know, them being accountable, which, which I guess they have to kind of sign up for they're choosing they are accountable and then we go into these conversations is you know number one having them know that they're in control of you know what's going on around them at all times and it's not something to do with fault or blame or the kind of making them feel wrong or bad about it um but having them know what they're responsible for and what really works or doesn't work so you know you made a commitment to you know say whatever go out for like three hours of canvassing this week and you didn't, and, and you didn't do that. Or maybe like, I guess it would come up a little bit differently. You didn't go out canvassing this week. Okay, well, what was your commitment? Well, my commitment was to go out for canvassing, canvassing for three hours or five hours. Well, what do you think the impact of missing that commitment might be? You know, and then they're going to start to look at, you know, what, what is happening as a result of them not doing something or something that they did. And, you know, it might just be like, okay, well, you know, I don't feel like I have enough leads. Okay. And what about your sales or what about these eight painters you have recruited. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I might not have as much work for them. Okay. Well, how much work did you promise them? Okay. Full-time work for the whole summer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, you know, what else is going to be an impact of that? Oh, you know, now I might have to have a tough conversation with these people, you know, if I don't go out and get them more work. Okay. Well, you know, do you see the impact of not, not, you know, meeting your commitment towards, you know, your canvassing results? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, great. And now, you know, what is the structure that you're going to put in place to ensure that, you know, uh, you know, you hit, you hit these goals, you hit these, you know, whatever standards you're kind of setting for yourself so that, you know, you don't find these impacts to actually end up kind of holding true. So, you know, it's really not just like being like, oh, you didn't do this. You said you were going to do this. You know, what the heck, you know, are you doing? It's like, do you really see what not doing this is, is causing or is bringing up for you? And then what happens when you actually go out and meet your commitments? Oh, you know, I feel really good. I have lots of leads. Sales are flowing in. I'm able to provide all these people full-time work. You know, now wouldn't that be a whole, whole better place to be than having, you know, this kind of other conversation? So I think just, you know, having a structure to break down, uh, you know, accountability or integrity kind of allows it to be easier to not have them feel bad about it because it's a really proactive conversation and you're addressing exactly what the issue is, you know, what comes as a result of this, you know, breakdown and accountability. And then what are you going to do truly? Like what is something you're going to put in place to not allow this or to allow us not to continue to happen moving forward? 
So what I'll do is I'll just describe to our leaders what Luke just did, and then I'll throw it to Devin. So Luke basically, you know, asked the operator, what is the promise you made to your business? We like to say your business can't talk to you. So I'm, 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 I'm pointing at, you know, and asking you what would the, what, what's the promise your business would make? Well, I said, I was going to do canvassing, or I said, I was going to do this or do this. And so, oh, we're missing the, the promise. And so the next question is, what are the impacts? So what are the impacts? What's going to fall short and how will that impact your life? Okay. Um, there, there could be also longer term impacts, you know, if I didn't do this. And then finally, what's the structure that we can put into place that is going to make you more accountable in the future so you can, your business can be successful, your life's going to be way better. And there's nothing wrong. You're not bad for having an impact. You're not bad because you didn't do it. You're just, you're not going to get the results you want. So, so, and, and having our teams understand that is really powerful. Uh, so Devin. The only thing I think I would add is just as a coach, our role is to help people see that, you know, integrity is black and white, uh, you know, and, and there's really just a decision of, are you your, your word? Are you your commitment or not? And, you know, coming across, we're not picking them apart. We're not trying to, you know, you know, you, you know, start, start some sort of argument. Like we are in it for them and for them to see that they're not going to have the, you know, super fulfilled top performing lifestyle that they want to have unless they understand that there are impacts based on, you know, being their word or not being their word and, and, and living in integrity. And, uh, you know, really just the preview of this will be the rest of their life. You know, being someone who your employees and your clients can can count on, being someone who actually keeps to their word and stays in communication. And not to say that, you know, things don't happen in life where it just doesn't work out perfectly. We 100% understand that. And it's how do you respond to that? You know, when you do get, you know, someone gets in a car accident in front of you and you're going an estimate, and you're going to be 10 minutes late. Do you pick up the phone and let your client know that the second you knew you were going to be late, you were going to, you know, communicate that to them? Or do you just show up 10 minutes late? You know, there's a, a small decision that means a lot to a lot of people. And for us, and, and, you know, my view, it's just trying to sit in it a little bit and like get them to chew on, you know, again, a little bit of food for thought in our meetings and in our coaching styles, because, you know, people don't change overnight where, you know, you don't make you know, top level CEOs or, or, you know, entrepreneurs in one meeting, it's continuing to, you know, pick away at the iceberg and really, again, mold them into the people that they're committed to being. And that's obviously why they're in the program. That's why they're okay and love these conversations, you know, to get this coaching and get this perspective to be as best of a performer as they can be, because that's really the type of people we have. It's not, you know, uh, thinking that they're the you know, most prepared person ever to, to dominate the world. They're looking for greatness. They're looking to create a great life. And this is just stop number one on, on, you know, on, on their chain to whatever, whatever life has in store for them. I really like that, Devin, just the, the learning that these operators, that they, first of all, need to distinguish that they're out of integrity because I make up that a lot of times people don't even know. They just show up 10 minutes late. It doesn't really occur to them that they're late or maybe it is, but it's not that big a deal, you know? Uh, you know, and it's, it's like, no, it really does matter to customers and to many, many people that you are on time and it really is impactful. And so we have this thing called the four referability habits. Be on time, do what you say, finish what you start, start say please and thank you. So we want to train our operators to really take that away. And if you'll hear our, our you know, in our podcast, our alumni is coming back and say, I do that. That's something I took away. And so how do, how do we coach that? So first of all, you need to distinguish it, as Devin and Luke have said in their calls, they're distinguishing that when people are out. And then as Devin's saying, our operators are saying, great. And not just our operators, our coaches, we're all distinguishing it. And then sometimes we're out of integrity. And then what can we do so that we can be more accountable? So for instance, if I have an appointment, you know, a lot of times it's pretty easy. I know Devin has have and, and Luke have Monday and Tuesday all day long meetings with her with her teams. So it's I'm not going to forget that meeting. But good chance maybe they need a reminder for this one because this is a one-off. So maybe there's a reminder that buzzes on their phone so that they're there, they're prepared. 
So what's the trigger that you're going to remember so that you can be on time? Okay. You know, again, if we become more habitually uh, notice our calendars, then we'll, we will. So these are all things that, that need to happen. And sorry, for people to have, you know, the monstrous careers they want to have, as Pat likes to say, the savage careers that, that our operators are looking for. And so I look at the, the really, really exceptional people that I know, the people who, you know, my friends who are run can you know, represent Canada's 50 best privately managed firms, some of our alumni, and just incredibly successful people. I notice that those people have such incredibly high levels of integrity. And, uh, it, uh, you know, it's kind of clear because how could they run a business that well? So, so those are the things that we're looking for for our team members to really get. And it's not a one-stop shopping. You're not going to get it in a year. You know, actually, it's, you know, we're all still looking to get it better and better, right? Integrity. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, that, no, that's, that's awesome. So, so anything else that we want to leave our leaders with before we wrap up? gentlemen we could discuss you know just company events coming up and how oh yeah summer, sure you know we do these payroll events and stuff like that i know you know we have our big kind of company payroll events that are uh more just kind of geographically split up like we we'll do gta payroll events and ottawa montreal and east coast payroll events uh, but then we'll have you know our own kind of team uh events and parties and stuff like that so we, we just had our first one this past weekend uh, you know, one of our operators, Mac, has a cottage in Muskoka and, you know, had a, had a lot of space for us. So, you know, pretty well the whole team was able to make it up to the cottage last weekend, which was, which was a ton of fun. Um, it was really great because obviously, you know, knowing we have these, you know, fun events coming up in advance, you know, we're able to kind of plan our weeks so that we're still, you know, hitting all of our targets around production and sales and, you know, didn't really fall behind. We you know, really stayed on track uh, to our goals while doing you know, these, these fun things. So we've got, uh, you know, training coming on this Friday. And then I think it's the following Friday, something like that. We have mega roll coming up, uh, where we rent this like huge boat. I think we might have, do we have two boats this year? Cause we have so many people. One, one, one big boat. Big, okay. Big one, boat. one big, big boat. <laughs> we kind of, you know, cruise around Toronto Island and, you know, have a lot of fun and some drinks and then, you know, go out and, you know, hit, hit the town, the, the old downtown Toronto. Uh, afterward and have, have ourselves, you know, real delightful time. Um, but yeah, I think just, you know, as a company being able to, you know, work so hard and then get people to take a, take a quick pause and, you know, stop working so hard to make sure that they are enjoying their summer and, and they are having a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just funny because, you know, you typically it's trying to have people work harder where we're trying to kind of hold them and say, you know, you're working really hard. Let's make sure we're having a lot of fun. So we, we organize, um, you know, these re- really incredible uh, events where, you know, people are driving from Windsor and Muskoka and Collingwood and Peterborough and London all over the place to, to come to Toronto and be with a huge group of people that are you know, doing the same thing and running these really um, awesome businesses and, you know, making great relationships with people they're working with. And yeah, I just think that, you know, one of the best parts of our summer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny throughout the recruiting process, when we're talking to people who are applying to, you know, to, uh, to be a part of the program, they're so locked in, so excited to, to come to these events. And now that the summer's here, you know, their mindset has switched like, no, 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 I need to work. I need to work harder. And, and Luke <laughs> and I are the people pulling and going, no, you're, you're coming out. You're coming here. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. There's no <laughs> yeah, options. Yeah, exactly. Like you need to take a break because it's, just the life of an entrepreneur of not understanding burnout. And, you know, we need to be the people who are uh, also helping them see that, you know, Hey, what would happen if you just didn't take any days off and kept working seven days a week for two months, you're not going to feel too great. You're not going to like running your business. Your employees are going to probably not like you as much (laughs) walking walking to site and your clients want a little bit. So, so we're there to, again, at the same time, teach those best practices of trying to find balance, which, I think is, 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 you know, always hard. Um, and, uh, for these, for these great events, like just making sure that it's a great environment. And this is where, you know, for myself, um, so many of my friends who are far, far removed from student works, you know, where we first met, where we first, you know, again, hung out and talked about our business or didn't talk about our business and just got to know each other and, and really build your network, which is just 
um, you know, coming in person post COVID, uh, you know, something that's maybe been missing for some of our operators throughout this period. Um, but super, super excited to have, we have 160 people coming to this mega roll event in, in, uh, in three weeks. And, uh, you know, again, lots of, lots of, uh, yeah, relationships to be built, which will be super great. Yeah. And just, and just to share, just, uh, cause we operate right, you know, across Eastern Canada and the Western Canada has similar, similar things, but, you know, I know, uh, in Montreal, they've got their big mega role, uh, after training, we've got advanced trainings coming up in the next, uh, next, next, you know, 10 days or so. So, so they've got huge events in Montreal. I know they had a great event, uh, you know, recently, every two weeks, there's typically an event. And I know the East Coast has, has events. So, so it really is something that we just believe in. And really what we're doing is we're living one of our key values, which is work hard, play hard, have fun. Yes, we are a group of people who work hard, no question about it. And we want to enjoy ourselves. We want to have fun and we want to walk away with an incredible group of uh, individuals that, 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 you know, uh, just so regularly, um, so regularly our alumni walk away with just a whole group of friends who are, you know, friends forever. You know, Rob Friday was at our last training, a super successful alumni. He's having a, I guess he, he, he missed his uh, bachelor party because of COVID. So he's, he's, you know, I think 10 of them are going away to uh, the Greek islands and he's renting a huge boat. Rob's done very well. Um, and five of them are, are student works alumni. So uh, of the 10 and they're, you know, taking a week off and just, just having an, an enormous time. And we hear those stories again and again and again of just people really, really being connected. So yeah, Luke, thanks. Thanks for sharing uh, just about that. Um, and, and again, we're, we're really looking forward to, uh, to, to those as we, we open up into the, regular summer and, and more and more fun. And again, a post-pandemic world. So what I think I'm going to do is I, I'm going to wrap up our, our, our event. So, so you guys can both jump off. We'll, we'll be back again uh, talking later and uh, keep crushing it. And thanks so much for your leadership. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, so thanks Chris. You're so welcome. Later on. Gotcha. We are approaching a huge milestone. We are approaching 300 episodes, which puts us in the top 10% of podcasts. We would love to know what were your favorite episodes or best takeaways. If we get enough feedback, we'll share that in an upcoming episode. Please send any feedback to cthompson at studentworks.com. We have created a waiting list for leaders wanting the opportunity to apply to become an operator for the summer of 2023. Our application process for new applicants gets started in July of 2022. If you know anyone or are interested, please go to learn.studentworks.com slash waiting list. We look forward to reaching out to you and seeing if you have what it takes to join the Student Works Management Program.